everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And I'm a bird stuck in a cage beside your heart <laughs> that you fed me uh, love, I guess. <laughs> I Osama? Paint, I'm it's Kyle and I, pa- I, I paint about sadness and misery. <laughs> There, oh man. There is so <laughs> much good fodder this episode. It was so good. We had the introduction of Osama, who is like just fantastic casting. Fantastic. We have Chris, who needs her weapons because Kyle, she wasn't allowed to bring her weapons. And there are drug lords. There are drug <laughs> lords. They're out there. It's Americans like just- are in danger. <laughs> It's like she just watched the Netflix series about Escobar and she thinks it's oh, still yeah. the 80s, you know, like it's, it's, of course it's the good. 80s. We we've we've moved on. <laughs> she fell Columbia asleep. Has progressed. <laughs> it's, it's still the 80s. <laughs> Americans are in danger. What she what needs a great a giant what, knife. What a great episode. I don't I don't want to offend or cross cultural boundaries, but but you already fucking did just by being there. <laughs> oh my god, it's great, Danielle. Need, Danielle, uh, oh shut god. the shut your fucking mouth when I'm talking to you. Why don't oh, you want to engage in a conversation? To say and what she said in Spanish, like "cállate la boca," like it's actually like really rude. Shut really your rude fucking to say that. Mouth, you're toxic. And, Why don't you okay. have sympathy for me? <laughs> Hashtag Kyle's always right sometimes. Johan has been blowing his load in every, like, Everything. all over his resort. Everything. I'm so happy about it. Go, go get yours, He's, Johan. Oh, my God. He has been <laughs> barebacking across every beach in this fucking country. There's, and look, th- I guarantee these are tourists that he's banging. I, that's my tinfoil is that he's knocked up like a hundred random tourists from fucking Galveston <laughs> flying in for the weekend. And the, you know, are, of course they're going to fucking not have the kid with this idiot. <laughs> Sounds like the only person he hasn't gotten pregnant is Danielle. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a very important question for you. Which was more cringy? Jen's meeting with family Rishi or Nicole's meeting with Mahmoud's friends? I think Nicole and Mahmoud's friends. It was like she was sitting before a jury. Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) I know. It was like a a council of disapproving friends. (laughs) It was so bad. But I, I was like, dude, this is what you wanted, Nicole. You wanted to meet his friends. What did you think it would be like? Like you guys would be like drinking mojitos together and like having oh, a yeah. good time, laughing it up. Goss. I mean, tell tell what's the latest goss around the neighborhood. You know, let lest we remind our listeners, this is like the fourth time she's been to Egypt and has tried to make it work. She knows these rules already. It's so I wanted to crawl out of my skin watching her in that scene. It was awful. I laughed though it, it was, too. 
it was bad, but it, I mean, it was it was um, it was out of a sketch. And then the end, you know, maybe I should listen to my husband. Like Jesus Christ, Jesus uh, Christ! Very happy to see the reintroduction of Jihoon's uh, translation device. Yeah, uh, you know, and and Paul, I think too. Yeah, had one for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I love this. I love this whole episode. Like every single storyline was just like sticking for me. This it, there wasn't like one that was kind of lame. I guess like the Gabe and Isabel stuff. He's just stressed out and like running around the country trying to find cotton for to make underwear. And I'm like, it's it's kind of wild to me that he didn't think about how he was going to run his business until he landed in the country. No, no pre-sourcing. I mean, she fucking quits her job to help oh him. God. And what I want to know is when did she do that? Yeah. Did, it was sounded that just like recently. Now? Yeah. I think it must she have said been. a did she say a couple months ago though? I think she said until a couple months ago she was working for a law firm and she quit to help Gabe with his business. But But also remember that oof. she moved she moved the family too. I bet that so all happened at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. But this I mean uh, he can't even ship stuff from Colum- like this shipping thing is a big problem. So, well, of course he can ship stuff. It's just going to take longer, and he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really expensive too. I would think. Right. Anyway, um, I never identified more with someone when Osama said, "Hard work kills creations." <laughs> I knew you were going to pull out that. that I was mean, one of the best quotes. That's basically what I did in 2021, you know? <laughs> I felt hard work was killing creations. <laughs> I I want every fucking, like, American goth teenager to watch Osama. Like, this, <laughs> this guy is allowed to be emo. You and your fucking, like, suburban six-bedroom apartment <laughs> fucking shut up with your, I'm full of darkness and misery. No, you're not. This guy has, like, four, this guy has four chickens, and he lives with his dad. This guy can be emo. You fucking shut up. <laughs> He's a free bird stuck in a cage beside your heart. Okay. The poetry to Debbie. I tried to write some down so we could read it verbatim during their segment. And wow, it's just, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, Kyle. Um, oh, great casting. I just, also, I love that this dude is like, uh, he's like living on a farm. Yeah. He really, he's just hanging out with cats and having constant existential crises of the soul. <laughs> It's fucking great. <laughs> and he said that Camaset, his town, is like the place where you go to die. I was like, wow. How did this guy learn English? Like, he's writing poetry he, in English so dude, he could reach more people, Kyle. He, he learned English by watching Daria in the fucking early aughts <laughs> when he was seven years old. <laughs> oh, he's great. I cannot wait. Oh, and did you did you notice he mentioned the chickens, but also the donkey, which I believe is the famed uh-huh. donkey from yeah. the preview that Debbie falls off of. Can't wait. It's great stuff. Oh, great yeah. stuff. I all like the soul never grow up, you know. <laughs> the soul never grows. Jen's interaction with Rishi's family was perhaps like 
the most uncomfortable like family introduction we have ever seen. Like Jen continuing to go on and on about like, oh, well, who's Rishi going to marry? How are you finding a wife? I was like, oh, make it stop. Make it stop. Like, this is why I watched the show. I fucking loved it. Rishi must have been losing his mind. Like, why can't she just have a normal conversation? What if she's a different religion? What if... (laughs) What if, you know, one day she accidentally fell into a puddle with blonde hair dye in it? Um, That's fine, Kyle. She just can't be short or dumb. (laughs) (laughs) No shorties and no dum-dums. I wouldn't pass the test. I guess I'm out. (laughs) Listen, you know, my parents wanted that for me, too. No shorties, no dum-dums. I think that, you know, it's universal. It's great stuff. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyle, should we talk about this episode? <laughs> who do you want to start with? I don't even know. Like, who do we start with? Like, you, you want to just go sequentially? You want to start with yeah. Nicole? So, okay. Nicole, y'all, it's day two. You know? <laughs> it's day two. Yeah. Uh, they fought all night, of course. And, you know, but it's the morning, so things are better now. And it, you know we're gonna have a, we're gonna walk around and it's great. Yeah, Mahmoud said, "Oh, it's so great." You know, she she screamed at me all night, but then in the morning yeah. she hugged me and she was nice to me for a few minutes. And I thought, great, it's all worth it. Yeah, and now she's in the bathroom putting on her her replicant makeup, <laughs> and um, you know, making sure no one slips and cracks their head open. Really shocking to see her hair before it was done. Like, oh, wow. That's what you look like without makeup and the hair done. Like, I was surprised. Think about that. In that tiny bathroom where she's squeegeeing, there is a cameraman with her in the bathroom. I actually can't believe that that's like, I'm assuming it's a cameraman. It must be a camera woman because I can't imagine it would be allowed for her to be in the bathroom in her robe with some like rando. That's a good point. You would think that Ma- Mahmoud would not be impressed with that. No, <laughs> like not having, his mom. Yeah. No, you're right. It's got to be a whole female crew following her around. I mean, I have to say, like, my dad would probably not be comfortable with that. Like, in if I were staying at his home, and some, right. like, random guy was in with, like, while I was taking a shower, and he'd be like, what's happening here? So, 
It is, um, it is it is strange that it, the apartment doesn't seem that big and yeah. that bathroom doesn't seem all that large either. It made me feel when I was watching this that they they must have just had the door to the bathroom open and she's mm. sitting there talking about how horrifically lonely and homesick she is and she's sobbing and Mahmoud <laughs> is like down the hall like, hey, come on, <laughs> get your shit together. You gotta, I know. Oh God, she takes so fucking long to get ready. And she's like five feet away crying into the camera. <laughs> it is like, yeah, they're not exactly having a private conversation with the production crew, you know? Um, she try, I mean, I have to say, I felt for her a little bit. It sucks to have to rush in the bathroom. Uh, you know, it's nice to take a long shower. I understand they're in his mom's house. And people pointed out from last week, if I were in my mood, like I would be very, very hesitant to get my own apartment because she's already come a few times and then has always left. So he probably doesn't want to like spend all this money to get a new apartment for him and his wife. And then just for her to leave two weeks later, she's already talking about leaving. It's day two. Like, I wouldn't want to spend that money either just to have to forfeit all that cash two weeks. Listen, Mahmoud, he, Mahmoud watched Love Without Borders, and he <laughs> saw that Shreyas, like the only fucking person in the history of any of these shows, got another apartment like two days after meeting, you know, his his new girlfriend. And it was a total clusterfuck. So, yep. you know, he's lear- he's learning. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty smart I don't decision really, on him. For I him. mean, look, I'm being rushed to get ready. Uh, I wouldn't know because I take all of ten seconds. But I can, <laughs> I can, I understand. I got you know. But I don't feel bad for her at all because this is, as you said, this is the fourth fucking time this has yeah. happened. I don't feel bad for her. I'm just like that piece of it's annoying. But yeah, again, it's like she knew what to expect. She knows how to squeegee the floor. She's, you know, she knows how to do this. I just, it did occur to me that this storyline would be so boring if Nicole weren't so weird because she really, <laughs> she really can't go anywhere, or do anything. Like no. the only things that they film them doing are her forcing Mahmoud to like take her out into the world. But really his expectation is that she kind of like stays at home and hangs out with the family. But if that's the only thing they have to film. That's really boring. Super boring. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad she she's can't like, meet. She can't meet his friends. She can't go to a cafe. Uh, yeah, sit in your fucking house and uh, I don't know, do nothing. Let Let's talk about like the friends meeting because so, it, it, it is oh funny God. how he was not looking forward to this at all and he was so uncomfortable that it was kind of funny how freaked out he was about like meeting his childhood best friends and she has no like he tells her so many times how abnormal this is and she just doesn't listen to him she doesn't care it is like what they're all sitting on one side of the table also i don't know if you caught this but they said that they've been waiting for them for an hour. <laughs> I was like, how are they an hour late? Uh, she's she blames traffic, but I it probably had more to do with her trying to get ready again. 
Yeah, because Mahmoud is like, she takes forever to get ready. I'm like, well, I hate it when men complain that women take so long to get ready. When he like saw her from afar, was like, she's so beautiful. I love the way she looks. It's like, yeah, because it took her a fucking long time to get ready. <laughs> like, That's don't fair. complain. That's totally uh, fair. But I also, I also hate being late. Oh, it's I a, hate being late. Yeah. It's, it's a pathology. I cannot be late. And so... If you knew that it was at six and when you knew that you had to leave at five thirty, but it's five forty-five and you didn't get start getting ready until like five twenty, that's irritating. Extremely irritating. Also, again, she has nothing to do all day. Nothing. <laughs> so nothing. Like, please get with it. Okay. Uh I maybe it was a production thing that made them late, but I don't know. I'm gonna blame Nicole on this one. Um but I mean he doesn't these... all, he also doesn't seem like much of a planner, you know? No, it's so true. He, he probably didn't even tell her when they were going. These these four dudes are there, though. All four of them are there, and they say, marriage life is away from people. This is weird. But whatever. We've I mean, known this were, guy forever. They were reasonably polite. I, they, they were. They weren't um, conversation makers, but they responded to her questions and, and weren't rude about it or anything. No, they were really kind to her. Um, but, I mean, she quickly figures out, like, there's nothing to talk about. Where? How do you know Mahmoud? Uh, we've known him since he was, like, an infant child. We all grew up together. So, oh, cool. how, many, uh, how many chicks has Mahmoud fingered? <laughs> she can't speak to them directly. Mahmoud has to translate everything. So, and then she tries to make a joke about being crazy, which does not land. No. <laughs> Wait. Well, not me, right? I'm not crazy, right? I'm not crazy. <laughs> the one guy's like, yeah, I want to marry an American woman. I'm like, ah, oh, we should ask him if that's still true after this dinner because he may have changed his mind. Hey, um, hey so yeah. uh, Mahmoud told me he doesn't eat ass. Is that true? <laughs> Just infuse a little milf manner in there. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> has, Mahmoud, uh, has he given you a blindfolded massage before? <laughs> oh, geez. That show's so bad. I, that's really all. Like, nothing really ha It's There's so many awkward silences. Well, I just... Um, it, it's It's really great when Nicole slips into this. She has this look... Which Mahmoud instantly recognizes, which is kind of like, like she's having existential horror and she just kind of looks very uncomfortable being alive. It's really, it, it's really like you're watching an AI kind of realizing that it's sentient and it's very uncomfortable with it. And it's, it's, uh, it, like she just kind of looks down, her eyes are wide with terror and her mouth is like slightly agape. And she's just as paralyzed from 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 cringe, you know. It's it's yeah. pretty good. And then she says, "You know, I don't want to offend them or cross cultural, but you bitch, you already did by fucking being there at all." I know. And he told you so many times that this would be weird. And the thing is, the thing that's frustrating about it is she he doesn't have to really tell her all these things if she would just chill the fuck out. And just try to exist for a week without forcing everything. Yeah. 
She I would, think it would. I, I feel like she's not. She's not so uh, oblivious that she couldn't see how people fucking interact with each other. No, I agree with that. I do think it's weird. Like when you, you know, we see a lot of when people arrive. I guess they did do that for her. Like when she arrived, the whole family was there and they're, you know, greeting her. But I think it, you know, she mentions like, it feels weird not to have like a welcome dinner, like go out, like to celebrate my arrival. You got to know that wasn't going to happen. Celebrate me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm here again. Third time's a charm. (laughs) You want to move on to Devi? Okay. I mean, really, Asama, right? Loner who likes cats. Yeah, Yeah. he's a loner who likes cats, and he's skating around in an empty parking lot. And, um, you know, he doesn't like talking to people. So he's basically my sister, but in Morocco, is what I'm gathering. He is really emo and it's fantastic. I really enjoyed Osama. I just This guy's great. This guy is just great. He's he's such great casting. This makes no if you you couldn't pick a stranger match for Debbie in in existence. It's great. I mean, he's literally just like a young man who doesn't feel like working because he wants to do creative things. And apparently his dad is fine with that. He's not making him really help on the farm. I'm like, what's the long-term plan here, my man? Uh, From what I can tell, he's still mooching off his parents. Maybe his parents cut him off, and that's why he's got to get Debbie to uh, help fund his lifestyle. We are sick of your terrible English first English poetry too. <laughs> he wants to he, reach more people. He, Kyle, he chose <laughs> a language to write poetry to get more people to read it. I don't feel like I've ever heard that before. Uh yeah, it's certainly a strategy, I guess. Where is he posting Mo- this poetry? I feel like most poets just kind of accept that no one will ever read their poetry until they're 200 years dead. And so just him picking a language for his poetry is is interesting. I've tried to find, I, I could have sworn I wrote down his poem. Oh, you are a revelation, a full moon, uh-huh. a tree, and a rose. The sun get jealous when you walk beside me. Oh, titillating. Great stuff. Oh, God. This guy is going to be, he's going to keep giving all season. I, I certainly hope. Has your, has your husband ever called you a tree? <laughs> if he did, I'd be like, what? 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 <laughs> Do you write poetry like this for your wife? <laughs> yeah. What's up, tree? <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Oh, your your I mean, leaves are so shady. Damn. Har- <laughs> Let me see those Har- roots. <laughs> Hard work can kill creations. What do you think? Like, let's speculate for a minute. Osama, like, has he like tried and struck out with younger women? Like, what's attractive about Debbie to him? Because he, if if we're taking what Debbie says at face value, he's never asked her for money. Do you think that's a lie? She's got to be giving him money, right? Oh, she's giving him money, and that's why he hasn't had to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, fuck. 
I, I he's got to just be into her because she listens to his poetry and and pretends to like his artwork. Oh, I think it's just for the money. I think that he doesn't mind her. But he I could find he could probably find well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he could. <laughs> It was alarming. Oh, wait, no, this is the text message poem. I'm a free bird stuck yeah. in your cafe. Before, your cage. Wait. Your oh, cafe. Your cage. No. Stuck in your that cafe? Was a, that's a typo. <laughs> that's a typo on my part. I just part. love that you read your own typos without any analysis. <laughs> as you're, you're <laughs> To be fair. A whale's vagina. <laughs> It's not like this. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) Besides your heart, you fed me the love. This poem is a hug, says Teppy. (laughs) This poem is a hug. I hope we see so many more text messages between them. I could I could do a 10 minute segment. Just reading text messages between Osama and Debbie. This poem is a gentle tickle on my taint. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, he says there's anger inside of him, but I haven't haven't seen that. Although apparently they broke up once. They got in a fight and she like blocked him from Instagram. And there was like a lot. There was like a kerfuffle. Um, but then they made back up. I would, how long did that last? Like five minutes or was this like 10. days? Uh, maximum two hours. <laughs> oh God, this guy, this guy, it's great stuff. Do you think like none of these people are really moving though, right? No, like, how long, I'm how long leaving do you think Debbie's going to stay? Fuck off. I'm leaving the townhouse to my kids. No, you're I not. Know. Yeah. You're kidding me. She's going on a vacation. Yeah, it's fully furnished, and she's taking not even... She she has less suitcases than most people. They're just super packed full of shit. Come on. We don't actually... Where the fuck are they going to live? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, we don't know where they're going to live. She's not going to live with the cow and a donkey. She sure isn't. I mean, I'm... I don't I don't even remember if we saw the inside of Asama's house, but I assume like it's his dad, is his mom in there? Does he have siblings? What's the situation? I have no idea. We met him for two minutes and it was comedy gold. Oh, and, but we really don't know anything about him or how this is gonna work at all. Oh, love it. I want to know more about the fight. So I don't know. It, I did feel like Julian at the airport again this week. They call Sandy the daughter in the car, and you can hear like Sandy is super distressed as well. They are just really scared that their mom is going to get scammed out of every penny she has. And it was interesting because there was like a conversation in the Facebook group about this where people were like, oh, you know. I have an uncle or my friend's mom or somebody close to them was literally scammed out of their entire retirement. And like, that's, that's fucking scary to think about. This does happen all the time to old people. Oh, sure. And if you and, have those kids, that's your, that's part of your inheritance too. Well, and like they probably just, yeah, 
She says, you kids are my everything. And I'm like, clearly not. <laughs> well, right. Totally. And and look, uh, shirts aside, <laughs> Julia, I mean, look, Julian seemed genuinely distressed and emotional here. He, he almost, looked, I mean, the guy looked like he was almost about to cry. He said his mom's his best friend, and it seems like selfishly, he's also just like really sad. He's like, I go over and I see her every day. And when I, I am having a bad day, I go and I stay with my mom and now she's not going to be here. I was like, this is fucking sad. This guy's a mama's boy. He is like really bummed that his mom's leaving. Ew, yeah. I mean, and of course, he he's also apparently a prophet. Because he's like, what if you fall and get hurt? <laughs> um, <laughs> foreshadowing. Oh, good stuff. Um, do we miss anything? No. Um. If you've been listening to our podcast over the years, you've definitely heard me talk about pros and why my hair looks so freaking good now. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care, and I've seen great results from my customized pros products. We all have different hair concerns. Mine, for example, it's quite dull. It was dry. I live in a dry climate, so finding the right moisture level in a shampoo and conditioner off the shelf can be kind of hard. Pros knows that you're more than just your hair type, though. Pros has given over 1 million hair consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. Look, we all love a quiz. I love a quiz. And this quiz is very fun and asks lots of questions about your hair, your unique circumstances. Like for me, I live in a dry climate and I had dull hair. By Analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. And if anything about your hair or circumstances change, like you move to a different type of climate or you start dyeing your hair or quit dyeing your hair or change your diet, like, I don't know, maybe a lot of us are becoming vegans in the new year, you can use Pros' review and refine feature to tweak your formula. As a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. But most importantly, since using Pros, my hair is shinier and smoother and softer. I just get a lot of compliments now, which is what we want most out of our hair care. Am I right? If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash cray cray. That's P-R-O-S-E. E.com slash cray cray for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off your first order. Here's something you might never have thought about. Why does laundry detergent come in massive plastic jugs? Who wants that? Those inconvenient, awkward, heavy jugs are filled with messy goo that's up to 90% water. Washing machines already use water, so why should we pay more for it? Not to mention 91% of those jugs don't get recycled. That's right, 700 million detergent jugs wind up in our landfills every single year. But it's not like you can't just stop doing laundry, so do what I did. Switch to Earth Breeze. My new Earth Breeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or 
or cold. It couldn't be easier. No measuring or mess, just toss them in. EarthBreeze has really made the whole concept of detergent better. The packaging is compact, it's biodegradable and plastic-free. Their eco-sheets are vegan, cruelty-free, and dermatologically tested for safe and sensitive skin. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time without penalty. With their Buy One, Give 10 initiative, each purchase donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. A whopping 30 million loads have already been donated. These little sheets have turned a chore into an act of kindness. And most important, you get a powerful clean for your clothes. I was a little worried about using an eco detergent because I wash most of my clothes on a cold cycle, but I was really pleasantly surprised that without carrying around this giant jug of detergent and like getting it, you know, it's just really messy in the laundry room. Typically, I could just throw in this sheet and it really did clean my clothes even on a cold and delicate cycle. I'm telling you this, but you won't really know until you actually try it. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund. You don't even have to send the product back. They are confident you'll love it as much as I do. Now is the time to try EarthBreeze because right now my listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash cray cray to get started. That's EarthBreeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E dot com slash cray cray for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash cray cray. Let's talk about knife lady. Jesus oh Christ. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Chris, I found, Chris, this, this Chris. was, this was pretty funny. Uh, this is a great, the other way culture clash. These two just really can't understand each other very well. Like, Jamie has Jihoon's egg translator, like fly by the raven of the moon. And Chris, like, has making apparently zero effort to learn Spanish. Even though she moved there. I know. I'm not, that's what, always like, it's not just like to communicate with your partner. Like, realistically, you're always going to speak with your partner in the language that you originally started talking to each other in. That's just the way it is. But. Don't you want to be able to get around in your new world? Buy more carrots. <laughs> so, oh, um, and it's it's yeah. you're you're totally right. She has a 1980s mentality about Colombia. She says, "Quote: Everything I've heard about this place is very bad." <laughs> then why the fuck did you move there? <laughs> Oh, my God. I want to know, like, okay, let's say, like, Escobar and his, like, drug lords do show up to kidnap Chris. Does she really think she's going to fight off, like, ten big dudes with her fucking knife? It is. Like, look, please run through the logistics for me. It is a thousand times more likely that she will be disarmed and stabbed with her own fucking knife. No, Kyle, she knows how to use these to keep them safe. And she's by the had way, a if, weapon uh, since she was eight. And she's in like, uh, it makes even less sense when you remember that. Is, do you, does she think that Escobar's thugs are just going to come up to her completely unarmed to kidnap her? Yeah, I know. Or does she think <laughs> she's going to be in a West Side Story knife fight in an alley somewhere? Dudes have. <laughs> 
Like they were selling guns in that fucking store. Dudes have guns. Drug newsflash: drug dealers have firearms. <laughs> it's uh, it makes no sense. And also, like the the example she uses of Jamie's cell phone getting stolen out of her hand when she was on a bus. I'm like, so dude, you're just gonna stab a fucking dude over a cell phone on a bus? Well, not even that. <laughs> that happens in Chicago all the time. Like I remember, like being on the L and like pe- somebody getting like their cell phone stolen in front of me, and the dude just like ran. You know, he did it like right before the stop, grabbed it, ran off. Like it happens in a sit any city. All no, the time. I, I, I saw people's laptops just get jacked at Starbucks in L.A. Yes. All Guy the would time. just walk right up, walk by the table, slam the MacBook shut, take off. Mm-hmm. They're they're out. They're out before anyone even knows anything happened. Yeah, it's not a violent crime. I mean, she says, oh, the guy smacked smacked you and then took your phone. I'm like, I don't know if that's even, like, necessary, like, the smacking part. You can really just – it's pretty easy to take a phone out of somebody's hand, actually. I don't know. My – I mean, this is all still very silly, but my kind of best – uh, looking on the bright side of this is I feel like she probably meant to have it for home defense, but again, you're you're way more likely to just stab Jamie in the middle of the night during a night terror than to fend off someone trying to rob your house with a big knife. Yes, could not agree more. I mean, it's just. It's a very like clearly she's read literally nothing about Colombia in the current day. I mean, the transformation of Medellin is something that was so fast and like was so distinct. I mean, I think it went from being one of the most dangerous places in the world or the most dangerous place in the world to being one of the cleanest, most safest places in the world within a matter of years. Like it was very fast. And like they deserve credit for that. That took that takes fucking work. And I don't know, it's just like it's kind of annoying to see her just be like, well, the drug lords are still out and about, but I have my knife. <laughs> so right. She puts on a fucking clinic in the knife store, waving it around, doing stabbing motions like, yes, we all understand how a knife works. Thank you. I get it. I, you know, I never knew how to murder a human being with a knife before, but you've 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 really clarified it. You know, I got a big knife like this when I was eight. Jesus Christ. I got a Barbie. <laughs> that was great. Meanwhile, Jamie has come from Venezuela where she likely, like, who even knows the kind of shit that she's seen, um, you know, and and is in this country. I, I don't know if, like, what her status is. If, like, I know a lot of Venezuelans obviously fled to Colombia. I don't know if that's, like, refugee status or, or just immigrant status or what. But I'm thinking, like, what do you actually know about Venezuela, too? And what Jamie, like, why Jamie left? Um, so, I don't know. I was thinking about that <laughs> as well. It, it's it's fine to just say I'm kind of a collector and this is my hobby, you know, yeah. maybe I, I honestly, I feel like if she just said, look, I think knives are just pretty fucking cool. 
And yeah. uh, I like to look at them. I feel like Jamie would have had less of a problem with that than I want a knife so I can fucking kill someone if they come in my house and try to steal my nipple pillows. <laughs> and Jamie's like, uh, okay, but you can't keep it in the bedroom because you've told me about your night terrors. And like, that would be so scary <laughs> to actually have a weapon in the house, knowing that she like has these insane night terrors. Dude. <laughs> it's terrifying. How are you going to stab someone when you can't even move your fucking neck and you randomly fall asleep? It's so wild. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, wow. A- anything else for these two? <laughs> no, that was kind of it. But um, <laughs> I really hope that the the translation egg uh horrifyingly just botches some translation about a knife and there's going to be hijinks but what do you think about the like what's with the next time on do you think that she has to go back to have surgery or it's a visa issue or what is what's with that it sounded like a family thing it sounded like Uh, she had to go back for someone but i mean i don't know if she goes back, I do kind of agree with Jamie that she's not going to come back. And no. this will have been the shortest storyline in tow history. <laughs> I know. I guess I Jamie's going to get was, the knife. I thought Nicole was going to set the record. I think the current tow record holder is, um, uh, what's her name? Who was with Yazin? That lasted, what, a week? Brittany. Yeah. Brittany. That was maybe Solid a week. week. Yeah. It was pretty short. That was still great TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to talk Indian family visit? Woof. Um, well, <clears throat> she, the, the most delusional thing about Jen is that she believes that he would choose her over his entire ass family. And I just yeah. don't, I don't think that's going to work out for you. Yeah, I mean, are they still not having sex, too? I'm trying to, like... That's correct. It it doesn't help when she just kind of randomly walks away for something that's not really his fault. This whole getting pissed off at him about her, his mom looking for a match, it kind of reminds me of when someone gets mad at someone about a dream they had. I agree. I agree. I was just thinking about that this morning um, with something that happened on The Bachelor. But like, yeah, you know, when you're like when you spend a lot of time at your, it, by yourself, though, if, if she's like spending a lot of time by herself and she has nobody else to really talk to and she's just playing this over and over again in her head. She's just like she's made herself mad at him. And then when he when he shows up, she's just like loses her shit. She, well, yeah, she, her blow dryer's not working. It's cold. There's no heating. There's no toilet paper. So she's just constantly being more and more pissed off. I honestly, I probably would be too. Like (laughs) I I would be annoyed. I'd be like, I'm freezing. I hate being cold. Like you think it doesn't sound that bad. I've actually been in an apartment that for a short period of time that didn't have heat in like the winter, but it was in a warm country. And you think like, oh, 55, like isn't that cold or whatever. But it is cold when that is the consistent temperature that you have to live in it it really like it is miserable i am constantly enrobed 
when Kim sees me now. And it's because <laughs> it's like 66 degrees and my nose is frozen. <laughs> I mean, so you would probably be the same too. You'd probably be grumpy too. And imagine your ass is dirty on top of all of this. <laughs> No, no cleaning no. like Jahoon. Ass no, is dirty. I'm like, I'm like Muhammad. I travel with bidet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Kyle, I have to say that Jed and Rishi must know each other a little bit, or at least because he buys her an outfit without consulting her, and it fits, and she likes the outfit. That's bananas, right? It's pretty big. I don't it's think I could do that deal. for my wife. Oh, my husband... Well, he's colorblind. So first off, it would be very weird color. And he'd be like, he'd be like, this is a nice shade of green. And I'd be like, that is orange. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on there. But yeah, I, I think that's impressive. And then what did you think about the friend? I thought the friend was funny because he's just, (laughs) he's cracking up. He's he's dying at this entire situation, and then he totally is dropping truth bobs left and right. He's the one that that says, "Yeah, they've been looking for a long ass time for some for someone for Rishi." <laughs> Rishi, you told me total honesty. I'll fucking kill you. I'm disgusted. I loved the friend. He looks like he is gonna like crack up the entire time his his he has like this giant smile on his face and his mouth is open the entire time there with rishi's family he is like this is the most exciting thing that he has ever witnessed in real life it is fantastic i love that he was involved he's obviously a very very big larry david fan (laughs) <laughs> and he's just getting to live out his dream of being on Curb Your Enthusiasm. This is ma- amazing. It is. The family, like we've already kind of talked about the family, but I do think like the family seemed nervous to be on camera. I mean, it is strange that he's toting along a camera person with him to film this, this is, as well. They're baffled that anyone wants to be in India at all, much less <laughs> this camera crew and this white lady. <laughs> The, when the mom said, I'm just curious, like, why she wanted, like, what did she, I wrote it down. We're not sure what she liked about us Indians. And the sister says, what is she doing here? She literally says verbatim, what is she doing here? Well, Rishi works out. I don't know if you <laughs> notice, but he's like really buff. That's pretty yeah. much the only reason. Yeah, that's the only look. I I believe that Jen is a is, is a traveler and that she enjoys traveling, and she's honestly she 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 does come off as more resilient than many people on tow, for sure. Yeah, but honestly, the only reason she's there is for young buff cock. Yeah, accurate. That's it. That's yeah. all. I I agree. But that could be the tagline for Toe. Young, <laughs> buff, tall, penis. <laughs> yeah. Um I just love the, the I love the sisters just complete so baffled. So perplexed by this entire thing. Um 
How did, but, how know, did Jen get the invite to her wedding? Because Jen was like, I, I was at your wedding. And the girls like, the dude, there were like fu- 500 people at my wedding. Like, you think I remember you? I do not. Uh, it, uh, what, I laughed so hard when she just invited herself to Rishi <laughs> and his brother's hypothetical f- potential future wedding. I know, I know it's India. You invite any fucking person you've ever met. It's fine. They're big weddings, but it's still so funny coming from an American to just invite herself to these basically strangers weddings. It's great. The brother is hilarious, too. His mouth is agape the entire time. He's just like looking around in confusion. Like, why is this white lady lady talking about me getting married? I'm so confused. (laughs) The fuck. And then, you know, Jen has just got to dig that hole deeper and deeper. So. What kind of wife do you want for Rishi? What about a Christian well, woman? Not huh? stupid and not short. <laughs> oh well. Well, what what how do you define short? Would uh would five foot eight point three be considered too short? If I, I am let dying me stand against the wall. Get Rishi, get a ruler. Uh, I want to know, what is the cutoff exactly? Oh, by the way, I do have a bachelor's degree from... Oklahoma State? <laughs> Oklahoma Community College. I don't know. Just the, what, like... ex- what religions are you okay? What would you say to a five foot seven Christian person who... Is not too dumb and happens to be here now. It's me. By the way, I moved here. She's like, you are, you are telling, you're saying the things I told you not to say. Close your mouth. He doesn't say anything though. This family just sits there. How long is this scene? Eight minutes. They're just like shocked and confused and say very little the whole time. They're basically like Mahmoud's friends yeah. staring in disbelief that this is actually happening right now. Oh, it's good stuff. Um, I love also that Rishi is forced to translate this yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> nail-biting this is, conversation. Oh, uh, This is like submit translating. Well, uh, my mom says that you're an old cow person and that you should die. <laughs> Oh, God. What is he saying? What are you saying about me? You have to translate to me. <laughs> uh, so she's disgusted and has zero tolerance for lies. <laughs> uh-huh. At least Summit's, like, Summit's dad definitely speaks some English. And his brother and sister-in-law, they speak really good English. So he's not the only one that can... Right. Kind of, and I think his mom understands some, too. This, it felt like Rishi... Like, even the sister didn't really try, or the brother, they didn't try to say anything to her. It's very, they're just confused. So where do you land on this? Do you think that this is a massive lie by omission on his part? Or is this a cultural expectation that she should have been aware of and therefore is it's not really a lie? I can't decide. I kind of agree with what you said last week that it's so obvious to Rishi that his family would be shopping for a wife for him that he probably didn't even think to mention it because like 
you just innately know, like his friend just knows, but, um, but it does seem weird that he wouldn't mention to her at any point in time. Like, by the way, you know, like my parents are shopping for a wife for me. Right. I mean, even Usman told Kimberly yeah. that his mom was bride shopping, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like it's a little bit in the middle and on the one hand. Yeah. It's still a bit of a libo mission. You're dating. It, it, it's not just her, even though she moved there, it's not a hundred percent on her to completely understand his culture. And, ha- and he has no responsibility to understand her. And she has said, I mean, she has, she sent him videos of her sobbing about, <laughs> you know, oh God, never forget. Right. So horrible. He has to know her expectations too, but for her to get so infuriated at him for what his mom is doing, which is a totally normal thing in their culture is, is a little bit out there too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he should have, he should have discussed it with her a little bit. Cause I mean, now then it's like the friend shows up. This Sanji, he's great. He's like, yeah, they've been looking for wives for him for like, what, a year and a half? I was like, way to blow Rishi's cover, man. I know. He's so pissed off. So funny. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on long walks in your neighborhood or cooking or cleaning your house? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed, either via Patreon or our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month, less than a Starbucks nowadays, and it's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. So you'll get our premium podcast just like any other podcast in your feed. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, about 90 minutes to two hours long, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Wednesday morning, where we discuss more 90-day gossip and any other 90-day shows that are currently airing, like Darcy and Stacy, David and Annie, and we sometimes discuss other reality TV, Brother Husbands is coming up. We covered Love is Blind and we'll continue to do so. You'll also get full access to our complete archive of podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. And I can't wait to see Debbie meet Osama next week. (laughs) I know. This This is just great comedy. I, 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 there's no stakes at all. Assuming nope. he's not, assuming he's not a serious, serious financial scammer, which he might be. There's zero stakes here. She's not sold her fucking apartment. Her kids are adults. She has a film crew with her. So if yeah. he does really scam her out of tons of money, I mean, I don't know what can really she be probably done has about no that. recourse at all. Yeah. <laughs> The night, are you and, kidding? Yeah. The Matt Sharp crew would be like filming that shit. Even they was like, "Yes, skim the shit out of her." <laughs> it would be great fodder. They're gonna be I'm not gonna zooming lie. in on her crying face. <laughs> Come on, yeah, exactly. Um, I, it's just, I'm excited for. I mean, for next week, the, this episode was so good. I mean, it's jam packed with activity. I, I just can't. 
I don't remember how we talked about HEA for long enough because nothing Jesus. ever happens. <laughs> this is like every single storyline. There's stuff happening. Oh, the casting is just really well done. Um, any other last thoughts? I'm enjoying it for sure. I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks like Nicole. Do you think Nicole could break the record? Mm. Or, I mean, I honestly at this point, I feel like every couple except Gabe and Isabel might break the toe <laughs> record for shortest stay. <laughs> I think Nicole. I think there's got to be a few like really big blow up fights. I wonder if they hold payment over their heads. Like you have to stay for like. We have to film you for at least two weeks or you don't get any money. Maybe I that's don't know. The, so many times these people run away and then inexplicably fly back two days later. And there's the, this. I feel like that happened with Tiffany five times. Yeah. She's, oh, God. No, it might, it might be true. It might be true. But even even if she throws in the towel, we got f- six episodes of fucking hilarious tv out of nicole even if she's done oh, next man. week are we already oh, we're episode we're five episodes this in. Is episode i don't want this five. to end i'm really upset we're already like probably 30 percent of the way through this well let's see how we feel on week 16 <laughs> well there's not going to be a three-part tell-all because they they can't have everybody in the same room that's the no. one thing that does suck about toe right right yeah Ah, oh, anyway, great episode. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks, guys. It's <laughs> great stuff. Love, love podcasting with a well cast show like this or season like this one. It's pretty good. If you enjoy our podcast, leave us a five star review. If you don't, stop listening. And if you really like our podcast, you can go to realitycraycray.com, sign up for our premium content for five bucks. We're covering lots of silly stuff right now, but there is a massive amount of yes. really hysterical shows coming up at, uh, in, in March. We're really excited to start talking about fucking brother husbands. <laughs> Love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah, love is blind. Uh, it's just great. B-Size is so fun. And and really, if you're like, I don't know how to sign up for a Patreon podcast. Like, if you sign up through Supercast, it literally takes 30 seconds. It is so easy. And you Even do if that, you don't do technology, I promise yeah. it's easy. And you just go to realitycraycray.com to sign up. With It's easiest on your, if you have an iPhone or an Android, just go there on your phone and just bam, bam, you're in. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.